Good evening, everybody. Uh, this is Rich Duncan from Ink Heist, and tonight I'm joined by Laurel Hightower. Um, Shane couldn't make it this evening, um, but me and Laurel are sitting down to talk with Violet Castro, whose book Hairspray and Switchblades, I believe, is out now, correct, Violet? Or is it, it coming sure out soon? Is. No, it's, okay. it's out. It's ready. It's It's out there. Awesome. So yeah, we we were really excited about it. Uh, we both have recently read it, um, uh, and <laughs> no, yeah, we 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 loved it. But um, yeah, we oh, usually no, kick things anytime. We uh, usually kick things off by asking our guests to give like a a new kid at school speech. So basically, just kind of you know a little bit about yourself and your writing. And uh, hello, can hello. you hear us? Oh, so you, yeah, yeah, okay, I can hear you now. Okay, so you just want like a little, a little synopsis, or uh, just a any a little bit about yourself for the book, kind of just anything, um, you know, that'll introduce people who may not be familiar with your work. Okay, well, so um, you know, I'm a Mexican American woman from Texas originally, um, and uh, I. I write Latinx horror. So, you know, all of my narratives are pretty much uh, influenced by my upbringing, uh, my ancestry, uh, Mexican history. I mean, you know, um, I can't, I could never, I can't change my identity and um, I embrace it. And so I, I try to put that in my writing. And certainly Hairspray and Switchblades is part of that because it's set in Texas. You have Chicana sisters. And for anybody who's wondering, a Chicana is, or Chicano, Chicanex basically is Mexican-American. Um, and uh, so, yeah, that's that's what I write. I, I like to um, kind of bring something different to horror because I think it's, it's, it's time. So... Whenever you something by me, it, you, you'll definitely get that um, in the story. So Hairspray and Switchblades, yeah. And so it's it's kind of a werewolf story, but it's with jaguars and it's set in Texas. And you have um, that 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 uh, kind of Latinx uh, history in there. So I talk about like um, the Mexican American war um i go you know obviously she's a jaguar which is very important to uh the aztecs uh jaguars were revered um so i put a bit of all of that in everything that i write yeah and i i thought that was really cool and um like that's what i was going to ask you kind of about the whole uh like mythology because like you said um maya and her sister you know, are from like the Jaguar clan and they're, you know, mm-hmm. they're able to uh, transform and stuff. And I thought it was an interesting take on the, uh, like you said, kind of like the werewolf thing, but a little yeah. bit different. The and I was, shifter. yeah. And I was kind of curious, you know, cause there's other characters in the book that, you know, share that ability, but it's a little bit mm-hmm. different. I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was, cause I was wondering if that was something that was like, totally something that you had come up with or if that was kind of you know like weaved into like mythology or if it was like an original creation well i think a lot of cultures have kind of a shape-shifting 
uh, story or shape-shifting lore. And for me, I wanted to use that with a, a, a creature, an animal that is indigenous and that has meaning to the culture. So, you know, werewolf, I mean, I love, I mean, I love American werewolf in London, but for me, like that isn't, it just doesn't kind of make sense. And I wanted to, you know, as I said before, I really tried to kind of, you know, put my culture out there, really want to bring, uh, you know, fresh ideas to horror. And so I'm like, let's do jaguars because Jaguar is important. You know, the Aztec war- warriors would um, paint themselves, their their armor, their cotton armor, as like to look like jaguars. Um, so for me, that was important. And um, in one of my other stories that I actually sent out for free, I mentioned the jaguars as well, the shifters. Um, so I, you know, it, I just took that on myself, but. Definitely throughout cultures, you've got shape shifting stories all over. And uh, what I find interesting about that is that, you know, you can make that your own. And, um, you know, because and no shade to other people who write werewolf stories. I think they're amazing. But for me, you know, I want I want to make it mine. I want to make it personal and bring something different because, you know, representation is very important to me. So that's why I kind of went that way. And I, I typically will, if I can use the the Aztec mythology or uh, Mexican history, Mexican American history, which is, which is different to Mexican history then I will. So that's kind of where that came from. I think that worked uh, just amazingly well. And I, I didn't realize, I think that the Jaguar was such an important um, animal within that, within the Aztec uh, yeah, culture as yeah, well. Yeah. So that's very cool. Um, and of course, you you know, because I fangirl on you all the time that I'm oh, a huge baby. fan of uh, uh, Thank you. <laughs> oh, no, I, thank you. Oh. This, I mean, <laughs> Maria, the wanted, like, I, I just, you know, oh my God. I have lost the ability to even just, I mean, just, be, you thank know, just you. because I, I love Maria. And so, um, you know, I, love I loved all the different pieces of, of culture that were just in, just so effortlessly, you know, woven in. And I feel like Maya and Magdalena are are similar just in the sense that they are. I mean, damn, they're the kind of women I wish I could be, you know, like I don't That's... think I'd be quite that cool. But, you know. Okay. <laughs> Girl, you know, you are. <laughs> no, but I you know, that's the thing, like. Um, that's why I think like diversity is one so important, but two is a really beautiful thing is because, I mean, th- there are so many stories out there. There's so many narratives there's so many experiences and, um, you know, to be able to share that is like, it's, it, it's like my everything. And, and whenever people like embrace it and are interested, I'm just like, I go, I'm just I I can't believe it. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. And I I really, really deeply appreciate it Um, because like it's, you know, I grew up with that. And, you know, when you so, you know, I grew up watching everything like I mean, parenting has changed so much. But, you know, I watched (laughs) all the horror films. I read all the books much younger than I probably should have. Like, Same. You know, you, yeah, <laughs> you seriously grow. You you take in this media. You consume things without even thinking about it when you're a kid. But all the tropes and the narratives were did not represent me. And when you're little, 
you don't realize that even when I was older and I was watching like the breakfast club and pretty in pink, you know, it was like, Oh, you have all of these um, people that look the same and their stories are the same. And, and then you realize as you get older, like, well, that's, that, that isn't really how I grew up and that's not what I experienced. And that's not my, uh, that's not me. And what, where am I? I? I don't see me. So, I mean, you, you take that and you imagine if you, grow up your entire life and you never see a man represented or you never see uh, white people represented like it would be quite weird but when you're young and you don't know any better you just kind of dismiss it but as I grew up and I looked at my my bookshelves and I looked at my Kindle and I'm like wait a minute like mm, what that's I, I could I could do something different what if that was um, filtered through uh, my heritage and my history, and what if, what about the the, you know, the beliefs of my ancestors before they were converted, uh, you know, and and that's kind of where all everything I write comes from, is that lens. Like, okay, you know, I love werewolves, but let me do something different. I love vampires, but what about a vampire like this living in a, this country and, and experiencing these different things, but also as a woman. So in Maria, there are things in there that, that are real, that really happened to me and I had to work through. And I, and that's why I put them because as a woman, you know, it's hard to uh, process things that happen to you, especially um, up until now, you know, this new generation has like me too. And they have, you know, people are talking about um, uh, kind of speaking out, but you know, I'm—I'll be 41, and and that, that wasn't available. You know, times are changing. Yeah, and it's—I mean, it's so important, not just I think sometimes for the storyteller <laughs> to be able to put that out there, um, you know, but for the people that then read your work, because I mean, you never know what that's going to mean to. Because, yeah, you know, when you're talking about being a little kid and, and you know, not really noticing and you're just ingesting all that media, you internalize all that. And whether Absolutely. you realize it or not, yeah, I mean, you're you, you're accepting those value judgments as your own. Um, and it takes, you know, it takes some time to break away from that. And, and mm. so that's just so exciting, you know, because, again, like I, I, I'm white, there are white people all over media. So, you know, I can't say that I can speak to exactly how that feels. But you know, in in certain ways, I, you know, when I was much younger, I would look and, and not feel represented in certain ways, mostly because of body type. Um, mm. And recognizing how much that affected me and thinking how much more pervasive that has to be when they don't even share your skin tone, you know, and, mm. and that's not even available anywhere. So I mean, that's huge. And then to be able to put that out there, you know, to where young girls are able to read it. And again, it's not just written by a Latinx woman. It, it's got, you know, the, the Latinx characters, the, the main characters, the protagonists, and, and they're doing everything. And it's not, I don't know how to express it very well, except that it's not put forward as though it's like, look at us, you know, please pay attention to this. It's just, it's more like, it's natural because it is because the characters are natural because the culture is natural because everything is coming across so beautifully. So I just think that your, your books have a really great strength in that. Oh, thank you so much. And honestly, I cannot even tell you 
how much that means to me to hear that because that is everything that is like honestly I'm like that that means everything and I am so grateful to hear that because you know writing is such a solitary pursuit like you just get in the zone and you're writing and you're like in this like vortex and you don't always know like you know in your mind what you you envision and you see and you write it but then you don't know exactly how other people are going to take it and what they're going to um think about it so to to hear that it means so much and I just thank you and and to all everyone that's listening that has purchased my books that have read you know the letter review thank you so much like I greatly appreciate it it means so much to me because my hope is is that other people other um you know Latinx authors will say like hey you know I can do that I can let me let me do that because Writing also, as you know, if you're submitting things, there's a lot of rejection. You have to have a tough skin and and to not take it personal and just not give up takes a lot of fortitude. And and, you know, when you're writing something different, you can I I still do like the first thing is like I'm not good enough. Like I I should just write normal shit like I should just, you know, let me just like write it write about Casper the Friendly Ghost in this haunted house. (laughs) Like, you just, like, like maybe I should just write something normal, but I can't, and I don't want to, and there's no, for me, there's no joy in that. And, um, uh, you know, recently I've released some, like, freaky stuff, but, like, for me, it just, it was a joy, and it was something creative, and I had to get it out there, and I didn't even care, man. I just, I just wanted to do it. So, you know, um, to just kind of, as I say, you got to put on blinders. You just got to like do your own thing. You can't compare. You just have to like full steam. So, um, thank you so much. Really appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, you know, you made a good point there where you said that, um, you know, you can't help it because writing those things like brings you joy. And that yeah. I think is like a really important thing. Like I've just started like sending stuff out there. And I feel like if you write from a place of, you know, like what makes you happy and stuff that you like it you know, it helps you, you know, stick with it for one thing. And for another, you know, that passion is, you know, hopefully what'll connect with your readers as well. No, absolutely. And, you know, um, I mean, if people don't like it, they don't have to read it. I mean, if someone's going to leave me a bad review, review, which everybody gets, um, they can, I mean, I, you just have to kind of ignore that and keep going. Um, obviously I'm also of the school. Like if you get like five reviews, 10 reviews that say the same thing, then you should have enough self-awareness and humility to say, okay, this is something I need to evaluate. But you know, if someone's going to cut, like I know Gabino who is like, he's amazing getting flack for writing stuff in Spanish. You're just like, Oh hell no. Don't even like, don't bring that up in here. (laughs) You know, getting bad reviews for, uh uh-uh don't even like I can't (laughs) so I wish I could remember which uh Shakira video it was at the end of where she's got there's like a a journalist following her and asks her a question and she answers you know in in Spanish and he's just standing there he goes wait but no in English and I thought that was so hilarious (laughs) 
because I know just, you're just yeah. he's just uh, at a loss, uh, you know. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <clears throat> no, you, I mean, <sighs> you've got to allow people from different cultures and women to express themselves in the way that they that they want to you know you don't have us saying oh no hell no that's too what oh no 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 we've been <laughs> buying those books and going to those movies you do not see us like going to cinema in like you know from forever and saying oh no hell no i'm not gonna watch that i'm not gonna buy that because that's all that was offered to us that's all we had we had no choice but now we have the choice and we are speaking up and if people don't like that well you know what honey just look away like you don't have to like it because we're here we're not going anywhere you know you you've enjoyed our money for so long Mm, like mm -mm. so I have no tolerance for that Well, and I mean, you shouldn't. And it's it's honestly like I I feel like in particular, you know, you've been very instrumental in bringing that kind of thing to my attention, um, because I mean, it's one of those things like I, you know, it it hadn't honestly come up on my radar before, which is not great. But I'm glad that it was drawn to my attention because I started thinking about it. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. You know, that's that's ridiculous. And. And I mean, you know, so much has come up recently with like the American dirt controversy and all that kind of oh stuff. God. And oh, I know. Oh, my God. When I try to explain that to people who are like outside the writing community, like uh, to go take a volume because I just get like so mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's it is just really, really good to be aware of that, because if you're not aware of it, you can't exactly. you can't be an ally. And you also you know, I mean, people say sometimes as a first step, they're like, well, I don't pay attention to race or gender or, you know, ethnicity or anything when I look for a book. And it's like, I mean, fine, but then you're going to miss out on a lot because you have to put in the effort. And, you know, that's, that is the next step is. But those are also the people that are used to seeing themselves represented everywhere. Exactly. Exactly. So they don't understand how it feels or, or, it's like, oh, well, there's not a problem. Well, I mean, um, how about, you know, you have um, a venue and it's all steps and you have someone that's disabled. You're going to look at the person who's disabled and say like, well, I'll know, figure it out. No, you're not. (laughs) Like, honestly, like you're not going to be like, just because you're able-bodied and you can walk up those stairs because everything is built for you, I mean, come on. Like, you're not going to say that. <laughs> you're not going to – that's just ridiculous, um, you know. So, yeah, I mean, uh, mm, I, 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 I just ignore that. When people say that kind of stuff, I just ignore it. And I know, like I said, like Gabino is, you know, he stands up fiercely for the Latinx community and for, um, you know, just people of color and women and in the LGBTQA community. He's great about it. Um, and he gets a lot of flack for it. Um, but you know what? It's great. He's outspoken about it. Absolutely. Give him so many props. Yeah. 
I mean, to you as well, though, I, I always see, you know, you out there putting that out there. And I, I just think that's that's hugely important. You know, if you have any kind of platform at all to be able to to put that out, it's, um, you know, talking about the the representation, especially when you're a kid. Like I read uh, Michelle Lane's Invisible Chains last year. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, right. Honest. I, I, I want to read that. It's really it was really, it. really. Like, ah. Yeah. There's a lot of really cool elements in there that I think you'll like, but also it's, you know, it was such a great um, line in there for her character who says, you know, so she's like, she's a woman of color and, and her sister is white. Mm. They're, you know, half sisters on the plantation. Mm. And when they're playing as children, you know, her crappy sister keeps being like, well, you can't be the princess. That's silly. There are no black princesses. Oh and, you know, the girl's like, oh, well, I guess you're right. There's not because she'd never seen any. And I'm just like, oh. Yeah. God, the knife in my heart, but it's so true. That, that literally, I mean, that 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 says it all. That's exactly that's exactly right. And she's up for Bram Stoker for that book. Yeah, which is awesome. That's really good. So it's yeah, it's like oh my gosh, I I really want to read that. That's yeah, on my that's, list. We're 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 all being crushed by our massive. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. crap. And now that my kids might be home for like indefinitely. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, 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 I might only be able to manage like a cereal box. Like that is all my reading will be like, okay, how many grams of sugar? I don't care. Cause I've been we're in week two and I don't know what to do with y'all. <laughs> That's exactly but it's on my list. It's there. I've I downloaded a bunch of stuff. I went to Texas, uh, you know, last week for a writing conference, and I, oh man, I downloaded a ton of books, including yours, uh, Laurel, because you. like the the buzz. Um, no, like I had to take my my youngest with me, but I got I had zero chance to read, and I was like, man. <sighs> so it's just you know. I have three kids. It's tough, but uh, yeah. Plus the writing, and when you have like deadlines from publishers, you have to prioritize. And man, I know. But that Invisible Chains is definitely on my my list. That one's mm. good. Yeah. Ooh. So yeah, what, what? What else? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, you're fine. Um, yeah, I was gonna say there is there is a lot of cool stuff out there, and um, like. One thing I just wanted to touch on, like, real quick is, um, like, how both of you were saying, like, it is something worth, like, seeking out, you know, different voices. Like, I've read so many great books that, and even with movies, too, that, you know, they don't, it seems like for some reason or another, they don't get quite the same amount of hype or, like, I've, yeah, I've heard, um, like, certain like podcasts like i listened to uh angel louise cologne's mm. podcast the bastard title a lot of times and some of his guests would talk about like these books that they're working on and you know they either have a hard time placing them or you know publishers yeah. say they're not interested in them but a mm. lot of times like they'll post them on twitter kind of like what it's about and i'm like how the hell is nobody buying this like it sounds you know original creative and pretty fucking interesting to me like i would buy it i know it. <laughs> i know i know and that's the thing like i mean but that's again like you know creating some noise you know and 
um, you know, and and people supporting authors of color, uh, supporting women of color and, and helping them in those platforms because, you know, publishing is a business. Like, let's be real. Like, they want to know how much you're going to make them. Like, that's the bottom line. So yeah. um, if you've got two people writing the exact same story, I mean, look at, you know, the whole American Dirt controversy. I mean, come on. Like, you really had to get that to her with that advance? I don't think so. You know, there are yeah. so many authors of color trying to get in that, that you know, put their foot in the door. But if they think that um, one author is going to sell more than another, they're going to go for that, period. Um, I wouldn't even be surprised if they look and say, like, uh, I can't pronounce that name. And the, you know, the, the greater public can't pronounce that name either. So, you know, we're not going to go there. I would not be surprised if if there are people that think like that. Um, but it, it, it is changing. It will change. But we just have to keep pushing. We have to keep fighting. And that's why I try even on my darkest days. And I have fucking dark days um, encouraging people of color, women of color and women in general to just keep writing and, and, and work through it because, um, you know, if we just all give up, nothing's going to change. Um, and we just have to keep supporting and buying those books and signaling to publishing that, yeah, we want something different. Those uh, narratives have value. Those narratives are interesting to us. Um, because it's, you, you can think about it like from your heart, like, oh, I really want this person to succeed. But publishing is not going to they don't it's not, it's not a heart led business. It's a business uh, that comes down to the bottom line. Period. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, that's why I just keep going. And I am always trying to encourage others uh, to not stop. Yeah, and that that kind of leads me into another question because uh, your book, Hairspray and Switchblades, is part of uh, Unnerving's Rewind or Die series. And I know when that call originally went out, I think I remember seeing a lot, a little bit of flack about it because I believe when Eddie first oh. put that out there, oh, he only wanted a. Uh, he was looking specifically for women contributors, mm-hmm. and I think he caught a little bit of flack for that, but. I was oh wondering, I was wondering, um, you could touch on that if you want to, but I was just wondering if, you know, the idea for your novella that's part of that series, if you had already kind of had that idea or if it was, you know, kind of what he put in the call as to like the kind of tone he wanted, if, you know, you wrote specifically for that or if you already kind of had that idea. Um, actually, interesting story. Um, I can't say too much because, like, nothing has been said about this other project. But um, so well, I just want to start off to say, like, like big shout out to Eddie Generous. Um, when I saw that, I was like, oh, my God. Like, the fact is people, like, complain, like, how are we going to make it? Di- how are we going to uh, encourage diversity? diversity? How are we going to change things? It was that simple. The fact that he did that. It is this, the, so easy for him to do. So why can't other people do that? It, it really takes no effort, but he did it. And I'll be honest, like, 
I developed a little crush on him after that. Like, seriously, I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, he – I love Eddie Generous. Like, he's really <laughs> awesome. He did the cover for Sed de Sangre, and to me, it's just, like, hot. I mean, that is – it's – oof. He's really talented. And, um, you know, he did that. And I was like, wow. Um, I actually wrote a short story, submitted it to a place. It was it was accepted. <clears throat> and then I saw this. The I wasn't actually planning on submitting to it. Um, but I had this idea for the short story. And uh, I said, I really liked that idea. And so I said, well, that story's been accepted to to this thing, um, but I want to continue it. So I just wrote something new, and I gave I sent him two pitches. He liked that one, and then it just went from there. And he's been amazing to work with, really good to work with. And um, I, you know, if you can submit, I absolutely uh, encourage you to do so. Um, subscribe to unnerving like I think he's great I really have just nothing but great things to say about Eddie really um, and it, it pisses me off that he got shit for for doing that because that is how you start it you know that's how you kind of um, create diversity and if you look at the rewind or die series you got some great great books so don't tell me like <laughs> don't even tell me it it didn't work or it's not worth it because you just got I mean the proof is in the pudding right there. So I am, you know, hoping everybody like subscribes, everybody like buys these books just to be like, you know what, for all those naysayers and people that like had something to say about how he uh you know went um you know the journey he took to get there. Oh, uh-uh. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Once again, I I'm not there for that. <laughs> no, and yeah. I'm. That's another reason. I mean, Twitter, you know, has its problems, but I really appreciate when people immediately and publicly out themselves as complete douchebags, so that oh, you know it's, I can like, block them. And so many. And, you know, it's like I feel like we should keep a list to make sure that like, you know, oh, this this guy is being accepted in this. Oh, really? OK, well, then I'm not going to you don't want anything to do with that. Mm-hmm. Anthology. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, because you're right. I mean, these the this is a great series. It's so good. I've read Vinnie yeah. Rose and I've read Hairspray and Switchblades and I have a Cirque Berserk. Um, I can't to- wait to read that. I have that as well. And these, I mean, these, these covers and the whole idea of like this sort of like, uh, you know, video throwback kind of. He did vibe. all the covers. He's so talented. Did he really? That's awesome. Yes. He is like, honestly, he's like, um, you know, whew, he's super talented. He really is. Yeah. Eddie, Eddie's such a great guy. And it seems like he can do just about anything. Cause he's, he writes his own stuff in like horror and crime, the covers, the magazine. Like, I don't think there's anything he doesn't do when it comes to publishing. He's like the Dick Van Dyke of horror. Like he can like act, <laughs> sing, dance, yeah. write. He is literally Dick Van Dyke of horror. Mm-mm. But he doesn't I love drink. That. Yeah, me too. He should put that in his Twitter bio. <laughs> He's awesome. So, everybody, 
come on, go buy. Go yeah. Subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and start with hairspray and switchblades because oh, oh my god. Thank you so much. Thank I, you. Yeah. I want this to be a movie too. Like because and I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil anything because I think everyone should read it. But like the <laughs> the last scene, I was like, oh my god, like that would just be like the yeah. just the killer I into a movie, totally just killer. I had to put that in because like I love kind of those like I love action films. I've watched like all of the action films when I was younger. Um, RoboCop, Commando, Predator, like all of them. Like just I I was way too young for any of these, but I went nuts. And um, so I love it when you get that action in there and um, it just yeah. So. I would love to see that. I get a lot of people saying uh, Maria the Wanted should be a uh, film because it's so action and she's so kind of killer and crazy. And you've just got like the whole range of emotions and scenes in there and the characters are so diverse. And Um, it's so epic. And you know, just the the sweep of it. The that's what I wanted. Tale, you know. That is exactly what I wanted. I wanted it to be like this almost, um, you know, huge saga that you get with like Star Wars and X-Men. But I wanted it to be focused on a Latina, an adult Latina and her experiencing, um, you know, all the emotions and and the trauma and the the, um, you know, just life experiences that women have, you know, and, and, and to me that was important. And uh, so, yes, I, I mean, it, yeah, it's all every writer's dream to see their, their stories like, you know, on a screen, but who knows, <laughs> uh, but I'm just happy that people read it and review it like that. That means a lot to me. If you could, uh, if you could see it on screen, who who would play Maria? Uh, Isa Gonzalez. Oh, so nice. She was on. She was yeah. She played. Um, she was in the uh, Dust Till Dawn TV series on Netflix. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, she's so beautiful and she's strong and she's like I think she just kind of takes that character I think she'd run with it so I mean she could rock that hat too yeah honestly (laughs) I just I I mean I would want like a Mexican actress or a Mexican-American actress for that and same with all the characters like if they're Mexican Mexican Mexican-American that's then please um that's exactly I'd want to play to portray those characters yeah, first when when Laurel mentioned uh, you know adaptations and stuff, I thought she was gonna she was gonna steal my uh, reason for wanting an adaptation. <laughs> but well, one of one of my I wouldn't I don't know how if I should say favorite character, but one thing that I really liked about uh, Hairspray and Switchblades was the Weaver. Like that has got to be yeah. like the creepiest like. That I told, I think I told Laurel and Shane, I was like, this is like the creepiest villain <laughs> I've read in a while. Like, it's so like <laughs> brutal and weird, but I loved it. You know, the whole tale is about colonization. It's about colonizing skin. It's about colonize, colonizing magic because she is from Spain. 
she's Spanish and she was brought to an island um, with her with her then husband and she was just very young and she um, took the magic of the islands and then she went to Africa and she took the uh, magic from the, the, the beliefs of there. She she just went all over and she's just cultivating and taking and taking and stripping uh, cultures of their their beliefs. And then she strips women, brown women of their skin to regenerate herself. And so it is about colonization and the damage and destruction of colonization and um, and so that's where that comes from. That's why it's so scary because you know that might have happened a long time ago, but we're still feeling the effects of it. So. Yeah, that's that's really powerful. Me, yeah. That's, that's why it's yeah. scary. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot in that because you're right. I mean, I you know I noticed that she was collecting all this magic and she had this pride you know, about it, mm-hmm. but it is, you know, it is stripped of the belief behind it mm. and, and of the culture. So, but at, yeah. And at the same time though, um, <clears throat> you know, she, this all happened to her when she was quite young. So I also, I wanted her to be a woman to show the damage, uh, that happens when women are, are abused from a young age because she was, it, it, it it twisted her and it um, even though she is a villain through and through, she is a twisted manifestation of abuse and misogyny um, and patriarchy. So, you know, that also because women, you know, back then they were they were married off very young, whether they liked it or not. And they were forced to share their marital bed whether they liked it or not. And so that also is part of it. Yeah, that I mean, that definitely has an effect. And it's an interesting look too at how that how different women then interact with other women, either Mm -hmm. as a result of that, or, um, you know, in healing from that or something. I know it's, it's maybe a silly comparison. um, But my my son is really into Moana right now. (laughs) So I feel like I could write a dissertation. Uh, and, and one of the things that I have felt, I don't, have you seen that? Moana? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Okay. I love it. I, it's I really wanna, sweet. It is. And I feel like one of the most powerful things about it to me is that at the end, spoilers for anyone who doesn't want Moana spoiled for them. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, well, they'll be it watching is, it probably a million times. Yes, exactly. Few weeks. Exactly. Um, but it is a woman helping to heal another woman, you know, mm-hmm. it's, and it's not, you know, a sense that she requires that rescue. It's the sense that, Hey, you know, you're still this person and you don't have to be who you've been made to be. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's the love and acceptance of another woman that helps heal it. And I just think that's so powerful. Oh, absolutely. And, and then that's why kind of in the book, you see that with, you know, the way the direction it goes towards exactly. at the end. Yes. Which you probably get this question a lot, but does that mean we get sequels? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, if Eddie is like listening, it's up to him. You know, if I if I, you know, get another one or because I think he tweeted, he's like, oh, um, you know, 
I want to like continue this next year, but I actually have another idea that I'm writing um, for another publisher. If I can get it finished before the uh, March 31st uh, deadline uh, when they close submissions, but yeah, I have another one that's totally different um, uh, that if he does open it, I would like to submit that. But I mean, if people want to, a sequel they're gonna have to like petition him because I you know he's the publisher I have no control over that um, but yeah I would I would absolutely continue it <clears throat> okay Eddie you're about to get bothered a whole lot <laughs> yeah, right. so I said I'll have to tweet him as soon as we uh as soon as we wrap up tonight I literally have this other idea like I hope I get it finished for this other submission call but this novella I'm really excited about it so we'll see we'll see um, it's still in the line of, of sex work, um, but I've taken on the uh, final girl trope, but it's like my Latinx final girl trope with like one of the scariest um, <clears throat> uh, kind of folklore creatures that you grow up with, La Lechusa, uh, in my culture, so... I don't know. We'll see. I hope that comes out because it's pretty, it's pretty creepy. Yeah, yeah that sounds it. awesome. Mm. I'll get, I'll give you the, the title just to uh, give you a little hint. So it's called the final porn star. Oh, very nice. The final porn. So, okay. I love that. So you've got the, you've got the final girl, but you've got like, yeah. And I mean, it's like a battle. It's, basically like slasher to the slasher film like uh, film <laughs> story uh, uh, i've been drinking till since six so <laughs> oh no but uh that that sounds really cool so i try to take like that final girl trope and like take it to the limits yeah, I I that sounds excellent. I I would really I I really hope that gets uh, picked up because that's something I would absolutely love to read. Yeah, same I, here. I, I want to get it out there. Especially too because it seems like uh like it's kind of surprising, but it seems like there isn't like too many slasher type stories out there but those are mm-hmm. like those are the kind of things that i grew up on at least movie wise because i was kind of oh, like absolutely same yeah i was kind of <laughs> like you and that like i watched a lot of these movies like i think i watched like friday the 13th and all that stuff when i was in like elementary school oh, <laughs> so. hell yes me i watched the exorcist i was like what <laughs> yeah. it freaked me out and um until actually quite recently um, I couldn't watch The Exorcist alone, and I really struggled with it. Um, it really scared me. Anything like occult or demonic really, really freaked me out. And now all of a sudden, I, less so. But I watched it way too young. And, <clears throat> yeah, I, I think, I don't know, like I said, parenting has changed so much. that um, yeah. I watched way too much uh, in my youth. But, we, if, I mean, come on, we were left to, like, run around the neighborhood for like hours it was like okay what time is it get out <laughs> yeah. like okay the sun sets at 10 i'll see you at 9 45 <laughs> I mean, you just there was nothing <laughs> it was totally different 
it really was so different. Um, so yeah, all of those things kind of molded my young mind. Yeah, and it, it's it, that's one of the cool things about doing these is like talking to you know all the different guests, and we've had all we've had so many different types of guests, but I think pretty much all of them that we've talked to have had a similar experience, and it's kind of cool to like hear people's experiences like that because it it always seems to be kind of the same the same uh, genesis where it's like. You know, oh, I saw this before I was supposed to, pretty much. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought that was interesting that, you know, everybody kind of, whether they were allowed to or they snuck it, had that kind mm-hmm. of uh, experience. I know, because, I mean, I don't remember growing up there being passwords for anything. Yeah. And now, like, <laughs> everything requires a password. I, I don't even remember half of them. <laughs> yeah, me either. <laughs> you know, I mean, and then sometimes you're just like flicking the channels and you're like looking through the snow and you got like the streaks. And you're like, oh, I think I see like, I think I see a knife and some blood. Is that a boob? I don't know. And then, and then you... You 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 adjust the antenna a little bit and you're like, okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Trying to watch it's the totally Red Shoe different. Diaries and <laughs> yes, oh no. <laughs> uh, let me tell you, <laughs> that is <laughs> that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah. yeah, you you mentioned you know that you'd released some stuff recently, so that's. You know, that's also a genre that you that you clearly write in. So that's I mean, that's exciting. Um, Yeah, I'm really into uh, I have erotica, but erotic horror, I find, Um, because you've got a lot of like um, Poppy C. Bright uh, edited a book when I I picked it up when I was in high school. It's called Love in Vain. And I mean, that blew me away. And I was writing this, man, I was, I was precocious, still am. But, you know, I, I was writing this stuff younger. I I shouldn't have been writing it, but (laughs) now I can. And now that I'm, you know, almost 41, um, you know, I have that confidence. I, I put it out there and I I think, uh, you know, for the longest time, you know, Poppy Z. Bright was, um, it was different uh, because it was edited, um, I think, by it was edited by a woman, um, and uh, just the, the 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 stories in Love in Vain just were different, and it was it was just cared for in a different way. And for me, I would love to see an erotic horror collection. Um, edited by a woman and and I, I remember I tweeted something and uh, <clears throat> and a lot of women responded and you know it, it made me kind of sad that there are so many women that have all these stories but have no place no venues to publish them and I, I don't know I, I don't like to to see or hear about women being stifled in their, in their expression or their art. Um, and, you know, said, said the sangre, I just, I just did as a test to see 
what the market is. Um, are people even buying it? Are they interested in it? Uh, um, to see if this is something I'd like to pursue with other authors. So, um, yeah, so we'll see. But I, I love writing erotic horror and erotica. I really enjoy it. Um, so. Well, and I think it, it, you know, it shows and it melds very well into Hairspray and Switchblades and also Maria, um, you know, because there's definitely some very steamy scenes in both of those, <laughs> which, you know, like, yeah, sex is normal. Like and, and I am so sick of women's bodies being used as plot fodder. I'm so sick of women being portrayed in ways that they have no control over. Like, let me tell you what it feels like. Let me tell you how uh, I like it. Let me tell you what's interesting in that scenario, as opposed to some guy um, using our bodies, our pain, our fear, our desires, um, you know, either against us or, or for his own amusement and gratification. Like, uh, no, no. Like, I want to take control of that over again. You know, I, I really do. So that is another reason why I put it out there and I don't apologize. And I and uh, it's important to me. Yeah, well, and I think I mean, in it definitely I, I feel like that was very striking to me, too. And I apologize. My toddler has just arrived home, so I may. Oh, <laughs> I, may have to, I have a toddler you, as well, so don't worry. He's watching me through the glass. Oh, he's like, Mom, you're not paying attention to me. I'm going to scream or poo. Maybe one of the two. One of the two, I promise. Do you want to come in for a second, buddy? Come say hi. Hi, buddy. Hi, Tiny. Hi. Do you want to say hi to Violet? Hi, baby. Yeah, that's Violet. So, and he's been looking at your book with the dancer, Aww. right? She's a dancer. <laughs> dancer. And so Violet is the lady who wrote this book. Isn't that cool? Hi. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> he's very excited. Yes, baby. Oh, You know who has a gorgeous baby is Steve Stred. Oh, Hello? my God. He posts pictures. Hello. Yeah. Yes, Oren. Yeah. Mommy. Yes, that's mommy. That's mommy. <laughs> Want to go watch Moana with daddy? Yeah. Okay. Thank you for coming in. I love you. Oh, my God. He sounds adorable. Yeah. Thank you. Hi, baby. <laughs> He's like, Mom, I told you. Yeah. <laughs> you. Yeah. Sorry for baby. the interruption. Oh, no. no. Children can sniff when you're relaxing, you're drinking, you need the toilet, you want to shower. Yeah. It's kind of like they crack their knuckles and they say, right. Yeah. <laughs> Best <laughs> put myself was, in <laughs> Was mom getting ready to have a really in-depth, good conversation about erotica and horror? Yes. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> let me get in there. <laughs> that is kids. Oh my God. It really it is. It totally is. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but I mean, definitely, um, there were some, and some of these lines, I don't want to say, cause again, I'm afraid they'd be a spoiler Maria, but one of the things that she yeah. says to Lucifer, like I just died 
for like five oh, minutes yeah. laughed so hard about <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know because again I mean I think that comes across hugely in your characters is just how much it's not it's not a fetishization of the female body you know it's no, it that's is, the thing women yeah. have desires and and interests and they want to be pleasured they want to tell you how they want to be pleasured and and you know what it's it can be in the story it can be included without it being degrading or demeaning but we need the opportunity to tell it we need the opportunity to write it and it is interesting and it is good and and that's what that why i continue to do it is because it's like you know enough is enough like there are no you're not going to use our bodies anymore and our um, lives for you know your plot and and don't degrade us that way like just don't so I'm kind of you know saying right drawing a line in sand and and putting it in there um, as pleasure as something good yeah and it's I mean it's not taboo you know because mm. we're, yeah. we're all adults and everybody exactly you know, everybody can enjoy whatever genre they want or you know avoid this or that or, or seek out this or that. But yeah, I mean, I think that's a very powerful message and it's kind of, you know, a little bit in line with when we talked to Haley Piper, um, about Benny Rose, you know, one of the things she mentioned was the, was the, just sort of the derisive view of, you know, in particular young girls and, and Mm. the idea that, you know, it's like, they can be admired, but as soon as they take a selfie, you know, if, if the admiration is coming from the outside, then that's fine. But as soon as they take any pleasure in their own appearance and their own beauty, you know, then, then, oh, they're shallow, you know, and absolutely. And, and you know what I take, I mean, you have to just go to my Instagram and I'm just like, hello. And I don't even apologize. I don't, I don't. Well, you shouldn't. I mean, yeah, I look like, this is my body. This is what I like. This is what I write. This is who I am. If you don't like it, look away, unfollow. I don't care. But once again, like, um, uh, why should I kind of um, filter myself or censor myself because it makes you feel uncomfortable? No. I mean, uh, absolutely not. Um, you know, you saw like the Super Bowl, Shakira and Jennifer Lopez Ugh. were fucking amazing. And you had all these people like, oh, my God. Uh-uh. uh-uh. <laughs> Hell no. Yeah. Just don't even. Really? Uh-uh. I had no time for that. Like, they looked amazing. Their moves were, they were fire. And I thought it was a flawless performance. Um, but people criticizing, women criticizing them, I, I was yeah. just like, that is so fucking dirty. Like, yeah. you you would be the first one to say, like, don't body shame me. I've had blah, 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 blah. Don't body shame me. But yet you're you're sitting there doing that to them. That's just plain old jealousy. It really is. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And I will definitely admit to being jealous, but I'm sure not going to shame them for it. No. I, <laughs> I, mean, I wish I could move like that. <laughs> I mean, exactly. And if you're you're saying like, oh, I'm so jealous, you're not in like a, you're not gonna, you're jealous in a like, oh my God, they're so gorgeous. Oh my God. Like it's in, you're admiring them, not in a like, oh my God. 
Which that's is, the devil's slut. And that's yeah. how people were talking about them. Just, like, yeah, that's so ridiculous. It was awful. It was it's, awful the things people were saying about that performance. So once again, like, uh, don't have anything to say about my body because it's not yours. It's mine. Yeah. I'm going to do what I want with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot, there's just a, uh, there's so much to this. I feel so charged up. I want to go march on something like <laughs> Girl, don't you know there's a band on more than 500 people in one place okay, that's, going nowhere. that is a really good point i'll wait till this till this whole thing is we're gonna twitter march <laughs> yeah okay we're we can do that instagram that's march <laughs> no one going nowhere for a while yeah Unfortunately, yeah, it's getting kind of real. <laughs> yeah, that was, you know, that's that's a pretty good point that you made. And like for me, I don't really have too much experience with like reading erotic horror, but reading like this, reading your book, like it seems like a pretty interesting subgenre. And like you said, it's kind of a way to explore, you know, yeah, you know, things that are personal to you. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of wondering, you know. With that, is there any other things, like, for someone like myself, who I think this might even be, like, the first, like, book that could be classified as, like, erotic horror, like, kind of what you like about the genre and kind of what it means to you, you know, aside from, you know, being able to explore things that, you know, are personal to you? Uh, Well, I think just, like, um, so... uh... Maria Carmen Machado wrote Her Body and Other Parties. Oh and, you know, God, she talks about, like, you know, her body and her she's queer. And, you know, just really her book is so real. Um, but it's just nor it's just normalizing her life. And she wrote um, her memoir about her relationship that was abusive with another woman. So she discusses this. It's not that's not erotic core, but it's um, you know people just talking about their lives in general. But instead of someone <clears throat> taking it and trying to make a profit off on the back of it, and you know it's just owning it. And um, I loved her body and other parties. Like it, it was a really good book. There was one section I was a bit like iffy like the SVU bit where she talks about the TV show, but everything else, like, you know, she uses the uh, see you next Tuesday word. Um, yeah. To describe her, uh, um, <clears throat> her uh, genitalia, <laughs> which I, I liked. I really liked that she just went there and she was not afraid. And that's what, you know, I go back to just owning it and and being honest and open. Um, you know, so I wouldn't even say like it's so much erotic horror as it's just, you know, finally uh, owning and allowing women to express and explore their sexuality in a way that is not uh, demeaning or degrading to them. It's not like that whole rape trope, um, yeah. you know, which has been 
played over and over and over and over again. Um, so, you know, this is for me, it's just like women being able to like reclaim their bodies. Yes. But, um, was it, and Rich, I'm gonna, you're gonna have to remind me, is it Evie, Evie mm. Knight who, who wrote the fourth horror? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I haven't read that yet. I've heard about it. I've seen it all over. Yeah. I, I really, really want to read that. Um, we were lucky enough to, we were lucky enough to have her, uh, share an article with us about you know like the use of the word and like the idea of kind of taking it back yeah absolutely i think that's great um i actually had an idea for a short story i wanted to uh i don't know if it's already been done but i was just like driving and i want to write a story called the horror house but like horror house um like yeah. W-H-O. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, just like, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, a brothel with a bunch of uh, ghosts and, uh, yeah, they do some crazy stuff. I think that so, would like, be pretty cool. I don't, you're like I don't think haunted I've heard house, of that. But like an old brothel and I don't know, maybe like fuck up some guy who's like eating his wife or being horrible and I don't know. I'm just, I'm still toying with the idea, but I love the title, the horror house. Yeah. Um, I love yeah. the, I love the concept too. Cause there's yeah. I mean, <laughs> that there would be a lot of interesting ghosts in there. I think. Yes, exactly. Like just like hanging out, like, okay, I think that'd be great. You got the cook, you got the like, the the madam you've got like all the <laughs> different women you know doing all sorts i'd love that yeah yeah i i think that sounds like a cool idea and like i don't know if this is kind of like how you envisioned it but like i just picture you know like kind of like women from like different time periods like all yes. in the same house that'd be kind of exactly. cool oh exactly. yeah and they're like totally ma- malevolent but yet they they team together to like help a family or a woman or a child or something good. I've, yeah, that that's, would be I, that's cool. been stewing in my head, and I'm just like, I have so much. I've I have so many other things to write. I'm like, can I take? Can I? Can I open another word document? <laughs> <with my laughs> yeah. computer, take another open word document. Oh Jesus! I think my cu- computer would be like. Mm. No, <laughs> no storage left. No. <laughs> Your computer's <laughs> judging you for exactly like <laughs> you just didn't like you're not gonna leave me with just another thousand words. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what's gonna happen. <laughs> Girl, you better go back and finish what you started on those others. <laughs> that's exactly yeah. what my computer's gonna do. <laughs> I know it. I just know it. That's some kind of software management program, I'm sure. I mean, shame <laughs> to going back and finishing <laughs> much <hard. laughs> Yeah, I can relate to that. I got like so many different folders or like drafts of stuff where it's like the title plus like rough draft, you know, final draft, draft with whatever. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I'm the same. My computer's a mess. 
(laughs) (laughs) I watched some, I don't even know, it was some like mystery show or something where they had an element where a guy got his laptop stolen and it had all his manuscripts on it. I'm like, nope. No way would he be that calm. He'd be murdering everyone. That guy's a murderer. murderer, And you know what? Justified. Don't care. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's all that work. Yeah. I know. I need to put it. I need to back it all up and put it on the cloud. But I'm just, like, lazy. (laughs) That's why why I'm kind of glad that I use, uh, like, uh, Google Docs because I think at like every couple minutes it's like saves it for you because I've had experiences not with writing fiction where like I'll write up a ton of stuff and then something happens and it's just gone and oh what? there's there's no worse feeling than that <laughs> oh god now you're making me all paranoid and scared not oh no, no don't be paranoid no don't be paranoid I'm like oh man Oh, I, I put my. I need to worry about. <laughs> I put Do my I have faith in toilet a... paper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is my ass gonna itch? Cause I just don't have enough. I don't know. <laughs> I think it might. <laughs> <laughs> the, cut, the, the stuff that's come out of this whole, it's, my God, it's, yeah, I don't, Angel, you know, talking about using super soakers, I just died. Like, I'm still thinking about <laughs> I Honestly, oh my God, I haven't seen that. I need to see that. He's funny. I love him. Oh, yeah. He's hilarious. <laughs> and he, I'm sad he's stopping the bastard title, but you know what? Oh, me too. That's so much to do. So that's good for him. Good, good, yeah, good. he's got a he's got he's got some pretty interesting stories in the works from what I've seen on Twitter. But yeah, I yeah. I found out about his podcast uh, late, like when we had him on the show. I think we joked about it. I was like, you know, I didn't even realize you had a podcast till we were getting ready to do this. And then I I drive a lot for work and I blasted through all of them. But so yeah, I was oh cool because I think I had. Yeah, I had like that's 80 the kind or of thing so. That counts. Yeah, that's the kind yeah. of thing that really helps um, um, Latinx and, and just like, you know, um, authors from marginalized communities, just like supporting them in those ways and sp- spreading the word. It really, it really helps. It really matters. Um, so, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I was sad when he said he was taking a break. Like, I get it, but. Like, I think I was at one point I was listening to like three or four a day. And I guess I took it for granted that I thought it was just going to, you know, keep going. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No. Well, you know what? I'm wishing him all the best with with, um, you know, with what he's doing now. So. Yeah. Wait for the next book. Yeah, me either. And I. And I think he had mentioned, I don't know if he's still planning on doing it, but that he was planning on doing another uh, another anthology, which I think would be really cool. Yeah, I think so. I mean, the last one was awesome. Jessica yeah. Lane and Cena. Oh, man. Yeah. She's, they, I, yeah, both those stories were great. Um, Hector Acosta, Turista, which is up for an Edgar Award. I, I, I loved that story. I mean, that anthology i was just like you know what 
I wrote a really short um, review of it, and I was just, I mean, even if I was only given like three lines, the the big takeaway for me was, my God, this is just shows you um, the diversity of Latinx talent. Like they were so different. All the authors were different yeah. um, from different places, and they just owned it. They owned their voices. They owned where they were from, and I, I just, I loved it. I loved all of it, and um, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to whatever he puts out next, and I encourage everyone to follow the authors, to, to, to uh, follow Angel, and I, yeah, absolutely. I, I was really um, uh, impressed with that, so yeah, I mean... I think Rich and I both uh, yeah. chose that as our favorite anthology of 2019 mm. because it, yeah. uh, it just. Good. It, yeah. There's so many, like, like you said, like just the blend of styles, even like, you know, yeah, you had like absolutely. some horror stuff, crime, mm-hmm. you know, more like straight literary fiction, but it all really mm-hmm. worked. And I thought absolutely. it was cool that I, I forget I forget which story because it's been a while. Um, but I know that he had one author. I think it was like his first like publication credit or something in there. I know who you're talking. I can't remember his name. I know exactly which story you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, and the author. That was yeah. cool. Oh, my gosh. Honestly, like my, I, I love there's so much Latinx talent out there right now that really and. And I, I look forward to um, kind of the this this renaissance of Latinx uh, literature, where you know to just kind of take over uh, now that um, you know uh, <clears throat> Marion Gerba and David Bowles have oh, kind yeah. of you know called yeah. out uh, publishing essentially her, and, uh, her takedown. Yeah. Harry Gerba's take. Oh my God. I met met her at this conference. Oh, did you? Oh, that's awesome. She's so, she's not only like such a sweetheart, so kind, so sweet. I mean, she just is radiant. She, I, I was like starstruck. She's so awesome. Like just meeting her in person, just talking to her for a few minutes. Really, you're just like, oh. I was just, I could not even, I couldn't even take it. <laughs> she was amazing. So, um, unfortunately, David Bowles uh, did not go to AWP because of the virus. Understood, uh, you know, completely understandable. But, um, ah, this earpiece came off. I was really looking forward to meeting him as well. Um, but, yeah, meeting her was definitely a highlight. Also meeting um, Anne uh, Davila Cardinal. Uh, the author of Five Midnights. Uh, she's up for a uh, Bram Stoker Award for that book. Uh, meeting her, I mean, we had lunch, we went shopping. She's amazing. So any YA fans out there, definitely pick up Five Midnights. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's definitely one for you. That's that. I mean, that sounds like just an amazing trip. That's yeah. It was cool. It was good. I was, um, it was quiet because of the virus. Um, 
but it was definitely, you know, I'm from San Antonio, so I saw my family, uh, but it was quite uh, surreal every day, more and more and more uh, panels and events were being canceled. So you're just like, oh, my God, what is happening? Um, but, yeah, it was definitely worth the trip. So I, I had a great time. Are you um, are you looking at doing any other? Well, I guess we don't really know at this point yeah. what's yeah. going on because yeah. I mean, it's everything's well, so I, up in the air. So I was due to go to Stofacon, but I, I don't think that's going to happen. They haven't outright canceled it yet, but it looks like they're going to postpone it. Um, I really wanted to do Scares That Care. Um, yeah. Not the April one, but the one in July. But when I looked previously, I couldn't afford it. Like the, the tickets were just insane because uh, Williamsburg, Virginia is not like a, a direct flight. And it's not very it's like to get London, you have to go to a different airport and then drive. And it's just not it's a bit out of the way. But um, I looked at flights, actually, and I could actually go. So if things calm down, that's something maybe I will do the July scares at care. But I mean, once again, uh, you can't really make plans right now. No. Okay. Yeah. Cause that's one I've been planning to go to all, you know, since I heard about the last one. Um, and I've been I it, like, I'm just afraid to like book my rental or anything. Cause I'm like, uh, yeah. just, because the April one is canceled, for I think. Yes, yeah. Yeah. But then there's the July 31st. But yeah, I don't want to buy a ticket uh, not knowing. and But, oh, my God, if I know you're there, I would love to meet you. Oh, yeah, me my, too. I've, I have two of my sisters. They live in um, Kentucky. so. Oh, do they know, really? They, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what part of mm-hmm. Kentucky do they live in? Uh, I don't want to say because this is everywhere. Oh, got, but, right, gotcha. Uh, yeah. But in, I, I think I've seen where you live and very close, so we would be oh, able cool. to hang out. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's exciting. Well, cool. Yeah. Well, hopefully, you know, for for the benefit of everything, not just scarce care. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I really hope that you know we get through all of this and. But but I'm also mm. I'm really happy about the way the Twitter community, you know, the writing community is kind of like att- we're attempting to kind of come together and try and mitigate some of the fallout, you know, for some of the authors who've just launched books and are having to cancel things. And yeah, I know. I know. Actually. Um, so uh, in Christopher Golden um, said that he was going to uh I uh, donate his profits. He's reduced his books. Uh, I think the four of them, a few of them, and he's going to donate the profits. And I, I said on Twitter, I was going to match him because earlier in the day, um, I, uh, so I was out with, I, I had to go out with my son and, you know, we were walking and there was a homeless woman and she was older and I just, uh, my heart just broke. And I was just thinking like, you know, if where she has no resources, um, where is she going to wash her hands? Where, she has no um, hand sanitizer. She, you know, what is going to happen to the most vulnerable, really, um, in this time? What if the McDonald's that 
just behind us closes and she can't use the bathroom or may, you know, I, I just, it really struck me. So I came home and I, I tweeted like, <clears throat> Hey, any, does anybody know of any London, Surrey, uh, charities, uh, taking donations? Um, you know, I'd really like to help also kids that might go hungry if schools close, you know, I'd love to know. And then, some trick had to come up, roll up on my timeline, and was like, uh, I don't appreciate you saying I'm a panic buyer. How can you sit, insult me with that and then ask for <laughs> handouts? And, I mean, she just has something to say. And I'm like, girl, I, I said, I'm not asking for a handout. I want to help people. So don't even get it twisted. I was so upset. And so I saw... You know, a few hours later, Christopher Golden's tweet, and I'm like, you know what? I recently, and this was totally unrelated, I discounted all my books or put them for free because people are going to be hit financially, so and they're going to be stuck inside. I can do that. You know, I'm very, very blessed that I'm not reliant on that income, so I'm going to, you know, it's with Amazon, you can only do it for a, a short period of time, so I'm going to do that. Um, people can get the books, they have something as a backup. But I said, you know, I'm going to match Christopher Golden. Like, I think this is a great idea because I was looking earlier today to donate um, in any way I can to um, food banks or I don't know, just we don't know what's going to happen for the most vulnerable. Um, and so, yeah, so whatever I get from now until um, I don't know when I, I really want to donate or buy supplies and this food banks actually here in the UK, there was a BBC article. Um, they're running low. The food banks have been hit already. Oh, God, that makes and, sense. Know, I was just, wondering about that. Um, and I was just looking at this woman, like I said, walking and she's like, you know, sitting there in the street so vulnerable like where honestly I I just I couldn't I didn't know what to do what's it just it struck me so um yeah so if you can like everybody go to go check out Christopher Golden um what he's doing download his books uh so he can you know spread the love that's yeah that's good to know well um we need to tweet about that too because that's I'm I'm, I'm with you. Like, it's like, I, I want to help, but I'm not a person that's great at organizing that. So <laughs> I appreciate when other people do. Um, yeah. Cause like I said, I, I didn't know, like, <clears throat> I, I, I have three kids. So my pantry is always stocked, especially cause one's a teen. So we were okay, but, um, you know, I would definitely like to do something if I can. And so I saw him, I'm like, okay, I'm going to, hop on this and obviously give him credit because he he tweeted about it first but I think it's a great idea so yeah check him out will do yeah I love that that's great mm. it's really scary yes so read yeah. more horror yeah <laughs> <laughs> It is. I mean, it's one of those things. So it's true. I feel like we're able to take some refuge in it, you know, mm. horror can be comforting. It can really be cathartic. I know it, it helps me just writing it. Yeah, definitely. 
I've, I've written, I had never written short stories before. I'd never really tried in the last like few weeks where I kind of got like told to stay home because I had like a mild virus, not that virus. Um, yeah. And, uh, they were just like, you know what? Don't come back. And which makes perfect sense. But I was also like, what am I going to do? So, you know, in that format, I was able to tackle a couple of subjects that have been kind of bopping around my head. And mm. yeah, I mean, being able to, you know, to write that whatever ever happens to the pieces, it's so it is useful. It's cathartic. And, you know, it, it can oh, definitely great. be to read it as well when you read other people's stories like that. No, oh, I can't wait to read those. Ooh. Well, I hope I hope they get anywhere. That would be super cool. But <laughs> uh, I I th- I think they will, Laurel. Yeah, of course. Oh my God. <laughs> Thank you. You guys are a good uh, cheerleading squad. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, oh, no problem. I oh, know. I can't wait to read your book. Well, I'm really excited to to hear your thoughts on it. That's really cool. I'll be I'll be excited whenever you get to dig out from under, you know, taking care of three children. I was going to say, when they look, yeah. they give me a second, and they're not asking for juice or a cookie or <laughs> for their nose to be scratched. I don't know. <laughs> you just don't know. <laughs> it could be anything like uh, the things that come out of their mouth. You're like, um, okay, I do you want to watch some TV? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I feel like I'm going to be falling back on Disney a lot in the next little bit, and I don't feel bad about it. <laughs> Girl, don't, Mm-mm. don't you don't even need to. <laughs> well, I'm excited. It sounds like you've got a whole lot uh, coming our way with all the deadlines that you've got and the ideas that you've mm-hmm. got. So, um, yes, I have some cool stuff. What's uh, what's next that's on the schedule that or or what can you talk about? I know sometimes that's just kind of under wraps. Yeah. So uh, I recently did that um, three story release, said the sangre, just to kind of test the waters. Um, like I said, uh, to see if, you know, a larger project is viable. So that's out now. That's uh, on Amazon. You have to purchase it for like. 99 cents but it's free on Kobo Google Play uh, Barnes and Noble Nook Um, and uh, I might or might not have something coming out in the fall or spring Um, let's see how these last edits go Um, it might be the exorcist meets the craft what a Latinx (laughs) version of the exorcist meets the craft yes so you can't see me oh, doing a little yes. dance in my in my room here Literally, but I... <laughs> it's it's um yeah. i wrote this and um it actually was a short story it got rejected i was devastated i cried and then i just uh but instead of going to the person and saying how could you reject this? I just, you know, I looked, re- I went over it again and I revised it and I kept writing and writing and writing. And yeah, so, and yeah, so you might or might not be getting The Craft Meets the Exorcist at some point. 
Okay, so, I really hope we do. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I'm leaning towards hopefully sooner. Neither confirm or deny it, but I'm really excited. Yeah, it it yeah. was it was so nice to write. It felt really good. Um, and then just you know, I've got a novel that I'm shopping around. Um, still looking for a home for my short story collection, Mestiza Blood, which is straight Latinx horror. Um, but it's all about like uh, the Chicana experience and folklore. Uh, so I don't know. I hope to find a home for that at some point um, because there's actually a story in there. Uh, it's really scary about uh, Mexico closing their borders because of an outbreak. Oh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like I saw that headline. I'm like, oh. I can't even talk about this. <laughs> it was like, and it, it's pretty brutal, actually. You're like, oof. Um, so I don't want to scare people, but yeah, I wrote that. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, I've, I've submitted a bunch of stuff. And once you submit things, you just kind of have to like leave it to the gods and wait, like wait and wait and wait. Yeah. Publishing yeah. is very slow. So we'll see what comes next. Honestly, you just never know. You just have to submit things and wait to hear back for like forever in a day. Um, (laughs) Time slows down. I know. Unless you self-publish stuff, like you really have to just wait, um, which can be frustrating. So, yeah, especially if then they're like, we don't do simultaneous submissions (laughs) and you're like really waiting. Um, (laughs) Yeah, <clears throat> super fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's awesome. That sounds like some very cool stuff coming down the pike. And yes, publishers, if you're listening, if you have something Aww. from Violet Castro in your hands. Oh, thank you. Go yeah. ahead, you. please, because we want it. We want to read it. And uh, Laurel, you need to go to Creature Publishing. You need to follow them. You need to submit to them. So Creature, Creature Publishing, Publishing, Laurel. Yes. Okay, we'll do. Laurel, you we'll better do. go. Look them out. I will. I want to see something from you. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. That'd be great. <laughs> Go for it, girl. Well, uh, Rich, do you have anything else? No, uh, I just want to say um, thanks again for joining us, Violet. Um, oh my God, was, honestly, thank you. Yeah, it was it was great talking to you, and um, I look forward to reading more of your stuff. And I just want to echo what. Uh, Laurel said, yeah, because all the things that you've mentioned that you're working on, I really want to read all of them. So, right. Oh, thank you. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. seriously, honestly, I, I, from the bottom of my heart, I, I really thank you so much for reaching out to me for the opportunity. Um, and everyone that's listening, thank you for just listening. Thank you for picking up my books. Thank you for spreading the word. Like, it means something to me and I, I value you and I thank you. And honestly, I just can't even thank you. Thank you. Thank you enough. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, is there, is there anything else you want to put out there? Any, anything you want to give a shout out to? No, or? just, you know, shout out to all, all the indie horror authors out there. Like there's so much good stuff coming out of the, you know, the indie community and, you know, there are so many indie horror authors um, that are supportive. There's a lot of 
guys out there that are, um, you know, so supportive of us females. Shout yes. out to them. Yeah, Honestly, definitely. really, I mean, Steve Stred is one of them, and he's so cool. Um, CJ Bao, like, I mean, there's some really cool guys out there that are just consistently, like, really, you know, on it. So, yeah, thank you to all them. And, and pick up an indie book. Like, that's my big thing is pick up some indie horror books. Like, support the indie uh, publishing houses they are like you know working themselves and at this time they're going to be hit hard so yeah pick up those indie books show them some love shout them out on twitter on your instagram like they're great so yeah that's probably my big thing is support indie horror yeah definitely behind that message for sure mm. Same. good thank you so much guys Thank you, Violet. Yeah, thank Thanks for appreciate. staying up with us and, uh, yeah, and hanging out. Yeah, I got some more wine to drink, so you know. Oh, good. <laughs> as long as you're stocked up on the essentials, you know. Oh, my goodness. I'm doing the world a favor. I'm like, uh, who needs toilet paper and hand sanitizer? And I got, I don't know, I bought 18 bottles the other day because it was on special. So I'm like, they're like, buy six, get 25% off. I'm like, okay, thank you. you just made made my week well you're kind of obligated at that point you know I know you're giving it away (laughs) the water gets turned off you'll have wine exactly seriously you know exactly (laughs) alright well Violet have a great night Uh, we can't thank you you too Thank we'll you so much, guys. Keep an eye Have out. an awesome weekend. Stay healthy. Stay safe. <laughs> big hugs. Yes. Um, big hugs. Non-touching, non-germ spreading hugs. Yes. <laughs> elbow, elbow pump for fish. Yeah. I don't. What's yes. it called? I don't know. Elbow bump. I, oof, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know what's all this like weird stuff. I'm I'm Latino. We just hug and kiss. So you know. <laughs> All right, guys. All Take right. Care. Thanks, Mwah. you too. You too. Have a great Bye. night. Have a good Bye. night. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you.